Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace a podcast that highlights the role of women peacebuilders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to their communities. Eavesdrop into their conversations and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and their hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, and Dina Zaman, a Malaysian journalist and co-founder of Iman Research. This is She Talks Peace. Salam, dear listeners. This is Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, welcoming you from rainy Manila to another exciting conversation on She Talks Peace. And here is my co-host. Hello everyone, salam. This is Dina Zaman of Iman Research Malaysia. Uh, speaking from very, very hot Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. <laughs> Hi, Amina. How are you? Dina. You want some <laughs> of our rain, Dina? <laughs> I wouldn't mind for now. I wouldn't mind. Yes. So how has it been since we last spoke last week? Oh, well, so far so good. Hey, but Dina, did you... Watch the billionaire astronauts, Sir Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos' rocket to space. They looked so cool and exciting with Bezos wearing a a white cowboy hat, real macho, wearing that to space. And then I understand Elon Musk is going to be next. But I don't know about you, Dina. I felt a little bit annoyed. That Mm -hmm. these super rich men, like the one who bid $28 million to join Bezos, or was it uh, Branson, spent so much for a joyride when so many on earth are are suffering. How did you feel watching these macho men rocket to space? Well, like you, I mean, initially I couldn't believe that such a thing would happen because they're not professional astronauts. Yeah. So I watched with both excitement and disappointment. And uh, there was a big part of me that said, this is basically the playground of very rich men who have nothing else to do. because they're not mm-hmm. going to be And I kept thinking, you know, even just 100, not even USD, 100 ringgit can help so many women at the community level survive especially now, you know, during the pandemic, you know, conflict-affected areas. They can actually give you capital to put up a small business, provide seeds and implements to grow food in their yard, send the kids to school. But, you know, I suppose in that world, when you're in that 1%, things like this don't really matter. I mean, if I had that kind of money, what do I do? I mean, what would you do, I mean? Well, certainly not rocket to space. I don't even like roller coasters. Makes me throw up. But (laughs) Dina, you know, I have tried parachuting. I have jumped off a perfectly safe airplane for for a thrill. I did this when I was doing my my master's and my jump master at the time. um, Where later on, he became the leader of a coup. And then uh, he became a senator, <laughs> and now he's a member of the cabinet of President uh, Duterte. But he was like uh, he was our jump master. And I'm telling you, Dina, the feeling of weightlessness when you uh-huh. float through the air is really exhilarating. But it didn't cost me twenty eight million dollars. Uh-huh. If I had that kind of money, you ask me what I would do. 
who knows, Tina, maybe I would run for president of the Philippines. What do you think? But no, 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 no. Just in, just in case those people are listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I do wonder what other women would do with that kind of money. You know, I have a friend who would set up a foundation with that kind of money to support yeah. women peace builders all over the world. And we had this chat a few weeks ago. And we had this idea to all of us to, you know, uh, join the raffle for those two mm-hmm. tickets that uh, Sir Richard Branson offered to the world. And that yeah. if we would win, any of us, then the idea was if Sir Richard would be willing, would raffle the ticket and the money would go into the foundation that would help women peace builders and you know i'm really sure groups like women without borders yes. or sisters against violent extremism or save uh-huh. would appreciate it and so would our network the southeast asian network for women peace builders for instance what do you think dina no i think that's a really smart innovative approach um we need to have more women out there i knew that jeff bezos ex-wife, right? Yeah. Uh, she's donating a lot to charity, you know? Maybe yeah, we should approach yeah. one of these days. And, Maybe you know, you we should. Them. We should, no, seriously. Because I yeah. think women like her, including Bill Gates' uh, ex-wife also, would be very keen on the kind of work we do. So, you know, this is also, this kind of irony reminds me of a friend who I've brought into our podcast today. Right. Uh, yeah, she's very dynamic. I remember the first time I met her, she told me that she was taking out, uh, you know, shooting classes, archery <laughs> classes. And I went, wow, you've got a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I keep meeting her at all these forums, you know. And, uh, you know, she's Dewey and Granny, but she's known as uh, all that. Uh, Angie and her CV, her bio. I mean, she's so much younger than us, Amina, but she's packed a lot in in her life. Yeah, uh, I noticed. Very, very smart, very. She's done a lot, a lot of things which I personally have not done. And, you know, I think the best person really to talk about her, the work that she's done will be Angie herself. So, hi, Angie. Are you there? Hello, Angie. Welcome. Hi, Welcome Amina. to Sea Talks Peace. So how how are you? You've been you've recovered from your recent illness. You look yeah. Well. Yeah. Um I got I just recovered from COVID positive um last month and yeah, here I am. I get better. <laughs> Good, the good. strength of women, willpower, right? Yeah. Willpower. Right, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously with that determination, willpower, right? That has brought you to our podcast today. And that has totally served you in the work that you do. Do you think you could tell us and our listeners about the work that you do and you've been doing all these years? Yeah, um, I work in several organizations and also in the formal culture, like a formal job and also for volunteer. So in my passion, I got called to build this, uh, an organization we call Surf Indonesia, uh, stands for Society Against Radicalism and Violent Extremism. And these three three young ladies (laughs) working Mm. together to, to fulfill what, are our worriness to see um, that Indonesian women haven't fulfilled yet because of maybe the background of our patriarchy culture, the background of norms in the religious, um, the values that we have in Indonesia. So Surf Indonesia uh, was found and built in 2015 and we were uh, thinking about the programs that we can help for women to empower them and also to talk peace and to build um, their, um, you know, social awareness 
and they're called as a woman to be um, agent of peace in their home. You know, Angie, I was just looking at, at your bio. You have a master's degree in international relations and you have an undergraduate degree in literature, English literature, right? So yeah. what, what made you veer from that career path to this particular path of, of peace building? What pushed you to the path of peace building? Um, I think it's just call from the heart as a woman um, who is in career pathways and also women who have a baby and women who wants to fulfill their education. So I think I'm, I'm one of them who have a call to empower another women. So this career pathways i think oh, why do i take this international relations in the second in the uh, in my master degree mm. just because um i want to fulfill all the the fields that i feel desire and also english is one of the the window for us uh, as a tool especially in indonesia it's not common language that we use Every day, but um, yeah, that's why I want to learn about English literature. Not only the the skill of using the language, but also history behind it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you have these really fantastic degrees. You're in peace building and empowering women um, to to work on peace, prevent violent extremism. You must have met so many challenges can you tell us about some of these challenges that uh, became your stumbling blocks on 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 your work to help women yeah actually breaking the wall the first oh. <laughs> the first important challenge that i face as indonesian women is breaking the wall of the culture how women was um, valued as, um, you know, we are growing up in the patriarchy culture. Mm. So um, also supported by the uh, values of our religion. And it's sometimes the women as vulnerable positions, how we uh, were in positioning that we are not uh, capable enough to do our education. And why would I get higher education Why, while I'm getting um, the task as women and mother that would be end up in the kitchen and yeah. um, helping the households. So breaking the walls and how people seeing women um, in this era, in Indonesia especially, is really hard to... to you know, to face because um, empowering women is not only um, changing the mindset, also uh, giving them that confidence, you know, that they need to have self-confidence before they uh, create change or create something that they want, reach their dreams. But um, yeah, luckily... I'm moving forwards because um, the environments, the network, people that I met are supporting enough to help me to reach my dreams. And it's not it's not easy. While you focus in your dreams, then you can shoot it. That's why I really like shooting and also archery because it's enhancing my my focus. It's not only in in the hobbies, but you know, realistically, you can bring the values of uh, shooting while you sh uh, seeing yeah. the target, and you make the calculation towards the target how to get it. And while you you fail the first time, the second time, so the third time you want to make it success so that's how i do hey dina yeah. she sounds like you breaking <laughs> breaking walls breaking the glass ceiling so she, she so <laughs> sounds like you dina what are your challenges is it the same as angie's 
we share similar challenges. But Angie, I'd really like to know, we can just backtrack a bit. How do you get involved in this? I mean, you went to university. What were the situations that made you say, I have to do this? I mean, you could have gotten a corporate career and all. Why did you decide on this path? I think it's a, a call that uh, you feel that this is your place when you try this A, B, C, and you feel like, oh, I found this environment, this this space where I belong to that um, while I'm empowering other women is actually empowering myself. While I'm making happy other women is actually making my, my happiness. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, and I know that happiness is is not a choice, you know, is that you created how you want to be happy and what kind of happiness you want. So um, in the life stages that I face until yeah. now, I feel like, oh, um, I think Allah, God is um, helping me to guide me to meet right people that becoming my mentors. Like mm-hmm. um, maybe all I li- like the the age of uh, Amina. <laughs> yeah, they're much much um, senior, and they want to teach me. And I don't know why they want to treat me like sister. So I think that's a really valuable chance okay. that I got in life. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Edina and Angie. I just um, I wanted to share with you something really exciting. Another woman who has been breaking ceilings, glass ceilings and wall. You know, the Philippines finally got its first gold medal in the Olympics. Yes. And it's a woman in weightlifting. Can you imagine, Angie, a woman weightlifter? And she beat the world record. Yeah. So talk talk about women being able to do whatever it is they want as long as they put their their minds uh, into yeah. it. Wow, a woman weightlifter. But then Angie's also a weightlifter, but it's a different weight that she's uh, <laughs> yeah. that she's carrying, right, Dina? Yes. Yeah. So Angie, um, you know, another question that I am curious about. You know, the work that we mean, I meet you at regional conferences, right? Mm-hmm. So what are the similarities that you see in ASEAN, right? The work that the challenges that women face, right? Dealing with conflict, violent extremism, poverty. I mean, what can Indonesia share with the Philippines and Malaysia? Yeah, I think women um in indonesia malaysia and philippines we all come from southeast asia countries where belongs to the culture that women is um nurturing the families women is um um it's not only as the household manager but also um spreading values educating children and also um nurturing the uh, the values that only I think Asian women have. When I study in in Australia, um, there are so many differences that I found from, such as like for example, in one field education in children, um, it's really different with 
the uh, Asian women educate their children. So in this, I want to tell that the similar similarities that we have, that we are getting the education that women is always want to eager to to move forward, you know, looking forward to do something else. And while in the regional conferences that I see women smiles when they do something that um, they like and they learn something new and meeting new people there, I can see that the the women uh, feel getting fulfilled from uh, the glasses, empty glasses that they mm-hmm. have to do something, to contribute something for the world change. Mm-hmm. So I know the issues is not, um, an easy issues like, for example, terrorism, regional conferences. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like similarities between the women in in Malaysia, Indonesia, and Philippines are more like enhancing their capacity as women leader that they can bring to be women leader in their countries. Yeah, there you're absolutely right. Um, I think generally women all over the world, women in conflict areas all over the world. I think if you ask them what is important for them, it would Mm -hmm. be securing their children and their families. Women who have families, they dream of a better life, a secure life for their children. The difference, I think, between the women in our part of the world, in ASEAN, And our sisters, say, in the Middle East and North Africa, is that women in Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, we have had generations of self-empowerment. We don't have, right, the same uh, patriarchal uh, boundaries that you find so prevalent in the Middle East and North Africa. And even among our religious, because I noticed that Dewi uh, worked on uh, interfaith and Mm -hmm. peace building, Mm -hmm. and you focused on women. Mm -hmm. I noticed that uh, women, for instance, religious women in uh, Indonesia, those who teach in the madrasa, the ustajas or the asatij. So these women from Malaysia, Indonesia, and uh, the Philippines at the kampung level, they are trusted by the community. So women in this situation have so much to offer. So maybe I was thinking, Dina, that uh, Angie can tell us more about her work with these religious women and what they did for uh, against violent extremism and for peace building. Yeah, what I what I found uh, what I found similar and common things that we work while we do the interfaith collaborations with the women leaders of religion leaders um, we only see we only see one vision that we have is mm. a common share of human being that mm. we are live in the same world we we are living in the same earth we are living in the in the same country for example in that time in indonesia <laughs> so uh, what we actually need to see so when we see there is interfaith conflicts, actually you just need to break the wall and ask to the direct uh, leader, why, why would you pray by singing, for example, in, in mm. Christian? Just ask that. It's not uh, forbidden to ask and learn other religion. And yeah. in that interfaith collaboration, um, I was uh, I was the program director and uh, create that uh, programs to give the chance for the people who actually curious why um, why would you praying like in Islam doing this uh, salat uh, praying mm. movement what is mm-hmm. that for mm-hmm. so that's that that actually by those chances um, people are giving testimonies and they they said that uh, oh it's actually I never came to um, a church or to uh, the Hindu, um, uh, what do you call the, the temple? Uh, the temple and meet the, the religion leaders. And actually, this is what I want. I want to ask the, the religion leaders, why would you 
have this. So by having the discussions uh, and shoot their uh, their questions directly to the right person to answer, they have the understanding that we all have similar um, common human um, sense, human values that we actually need to hands in hands together to protect our environment for our children, our grandchildren, not to focus on the conflict or what we have in the, our different, but we see in our similarities. So, yeah. You know what, Dina? And Indonesia yeah. has produced so many outstanding women, uh, strong women okay. like Dewi and like uh, our friend Musda Mulia. Yeah, you, you you met Musda, right? Yeah, and I can just, yeah. I can just imagine Dewi and Musda having a conversation about uh, <laughs> the power of women and women's rights under Islam. And, and yeah. Musda is um, a woman of faith, right? She has a background in uh, yeah in Islamic theology and Sharia. So I, yeah. I really appreciate the work that uh, Dewi has been, that Angie has been doing with the, the women of faith. And I really see Dina, the possibility yeah. of her work having an impact in our communities in Mindanao. How about in Malaysia? You think it would have impact in your kampong? You know, I think every time I have this podcast or even just conversations with you, you know, Angie and other our other friends, right? Yes, we have very big, you know, Malaysian women groups like Sisters in Islam and so forth. But, and I'm not saying this because I want to flatter all of you, but you just realize that, you know what, we are still so much behind in so many things. Um, you know, how we do the work, it would be great because if we could do not just a sharing session, but a training session to upscale the skills mm. that we have. And for example, you know, Angie, uh, Amina and I, uh, we're working together with the Southeast Asian Women Peace Builders. Mm-hmm. When we have this conversation with Malaysian women, they want to get involved, but they don't understand. To them, it's like, isn't like peace building about giving food to the poor, which mm. is correct. But it's a whole lot of me, you know, and I, I feel that these exchanges are extremely important. Put aside COVID, I feel that your experiences, Amina, Zido Shalom, um, our friends around, it would be good if one day we could have like these master classes for people, for women to say, okay, this is what you have to do and how you look at things. We may be different, but we're also very, very similar. And on that note, you know, with what you've been sharing so far, what do you think are the gaps that women peace builders in Asia need to yeah. look at for the next one year, five years? Yeah. Mm. Actually, um, there are so many chances, we opportunities for us to collaborate um, mm-hmm. together. But there are um, some of uh, collaboration um, are actually agreed but it's not in realization of the implementation. Mm. So I, I do hope that, uh, that women in, for example, like Southeast Asia, women peace builders, as you mentioned, can, can fill in the gap because um, there are many women's, uh, women leaders, for example, in Indonesia have um, the capacity and capability, but they don't really um, have stunning ability to show up their mm. um, vision and mission in their head, but uh, but they're not counted in the in the in this um, movement or uh, initiatives. So I wish then um, some of the women that still hiding behind the wall, please mm. come come and show yourself and. It's okay. We all have, um, you know, um, we are not perfect, but we all have our 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 um, mission that we can share to to reach um, and 
filling the gap between the Southeast Asia women to uh, many issues. Here's an idea. Dewi is in Jakarta. Ruby is in Jakarta. And our other friends are in Jakarta, Musdamulia and the rest. Maybe they can be a powerful block to lobby with the ASEAN Secretariat. Because, you know, Dina, in 1975, during you know, the first meeting of the ASEAN Standing Committee, they already agreed to establish the ASEAN Subcommittee on Women. So ASEAN has instruments. And then, of course, you know, lately, uh, a couple of years ago, they, they had the ASEAN Women uh, for Peace Registry. So maybe Dewi could make an appointment and, and tell them about the gaps that you see within ASEAN and uh, essentially tell our brothers in the ASEAN leadership, put your money where your mouth is. You promised this to women. Where is it? Right? <laughs> I think no. I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, Angie, you know Ibu Ruby, right? You know Ibu yeah. Mira. You're all friendly. ASEAN is so nearby. Create that block. Um, I know that in the Philippines, through Amina and her vast network, she can create the Manila block. In Malaysia, we'll have to <laughs> look around because it's the timing. But I think the fact that every time we meet, I mean, look at Ruby. She's quite, you know, upset that ASEAN has been quite, you know, yes. slow. Yeah. What is this? It's just that we cannot let a pandemic, you know, stop us or slow our progress. But that is just my thoughts. What do you think, Anandi? Yeah, because I think everyone uh, have a focus on pandemic pre- prevention and mm-hmm. uh, uh, managing the the COVID nineteen around the world, I think uh, not only here in Indonesia, but I think it's also um, needs to have sustainable effort. You know, to uh, to have ASEAN working on the uh, playing the stronger rules and uh, keep the effort sustained on the uh, on the issues. So. Um, I think it's uh, the women should say something now because it's not. Uh, don't let COVID nineteen as the 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 halt for the process. So um, but, we but need to, know, yeah, yeah, we need to move forward for this. Yeah, and most yeah. certainly, they, um, Angie, you can. I've always admired Dina, the Indonesian women. Yes. Because in, in my experience, looking at um, Muslim women or uh, in, in the Fili- case of the Philippines, uh, women in the minority groups, when you look at the uh, push that women have done to have their agenda to be empowered, no one comes close to what Indonesian women have done. 
And I think, and this was like, Dina, you won't believe this. This was more than 20 years ago. I think it was 30 years ago when I met Mulia and she had just finished the draft. And what the Ministry of Religion did and the ulama, the scholars who didn't like this idea of banning polygamy, uh, they said they would review the alternative draft document. And they've been reviewing it for the past uh, 30, (laughs) 30 years. But oh. truly, Dina, there's in, right. in in our neck of the woods. I don't think anyone can our groups can come close to what Indonesian women have accomplished. So really, Angie is going to be our ambassador to Jakarta, and she's going <laughs> yeah. to be the one to talk to ASEAN. What do you think about that, Angie? Can you can you do that? Can you? Yeah, for sure. Lobbyist, <laughs> I will give her that. Angie and I are working together with on uh, a little project, Strong Cities Network. Oh yeah, I attend to her lobbying effort is good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things which okay, because I do the so-called di- uh, business development in Iman, right? Mm. So of course, Malaysia is a bit different. You know? How do we as a collective, right? Because of course, we want she talks peace with a block in Indonesia to go beyond than this conversation. One of the things that we always talk about is funding. How do we get this funding to push all this forward? And Angie, would you know how? Um, yeah. Actually, uh, I think, sorry, again, what's the... I mean, what's the issue, you know, of so much work to be done in Southeast Asia, right? Yeah. How do we convince donors to say, look, this is very important for us. It's not about glamour. No, we have serious work to be done. Mm-hmm. And you know how donors can be. They say, oh, no, but our agenda is this, our agenda is that. And we are saying, look, on the ground, we are seeing this to be more important. Um, how do we bring what we discussed today to a donor and convince that donor to say, look, invest in us? Oh, so in my experience, um, as you mentioned about Strong Cities Network, um, the lobbying with the government, for example, we need uh, many, many points to be highlighted here because the effort is not only like ticking your finger and then they will agree to us, but mm. uh, it's sustained sustain effort where you do it like every day. I talk with them like every morning. I always like, hi, how are you? What can I help with the with my proposal? Mm-hmm. Maybe do you have any questions with it? And it's really um, sustained effort and daily effort that you can uh, achieve until it gets uh, the, the decision. So in, in terms of in donor, for example, um, for now, maybe the timing is not right for uh, COVID-19, but as we do in Surf Indonesia, we we never get any um, any donor. We don't we don't wait donor to come. Mm. But what, once we have our program, for example, rehabilitation and reinter- reintegration for young perpetrator um, mm. in Medan uh, in 2015 attack, we just go ahead with our own pocket money. So. Mm. Um, there is nothing can stop us for fulfilling what we what what our voice are but you know as long as we are strong together women i think can be strong in create change Angie, i'm i'm really interested in the work that um, that you've been doing for instance when um you you were part of that network, uh, Sisters Against Violent Extremism. Um, one of the the objectives was to uh, well, it says here that to promote the role of women in the security sphere. Maybe that's why you took up archery, huh? <laughs> and, yeah, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and sensitizing mothers, sensitizing yeah. mothers to their role yeah. and responsibility. To challenge violent extremist ideologies, how did you do that? How do you convince the mothers? Because sometimes they're they're uncertain, right? They're unwilling 
to mm. to challenge. So how did you do it, Angie? Let me share one of the uh, finding that we have in mm. one of the small village in in Surabaya. We met these mothers, and I was like, unbelievable that we have so many women waiting outside to join our workshop just because they want to learn. This is um, showing us that women, even in the small village who have um, lack of literacy um, level, for example, Mm -hmm. they are actually have similar desire with us that we, we want to learn something new as women. So um, I found that um, spirit in the, in the women who share Mm -hmm. with us in the workshop. Also, the women share happiness and smiling. They put aside um, their obligation as women, as mother at mm-hmm. home. Um, some of the mothers are um, the victim of the uh, domestic violence um, at home. So they can share their happiness there. So it's a safe space for them to share. Mm. It's really important for women in empowering each other to have um the safe space and also building uh trust each other so um in order to answer your question amina it's um it's not small thing i mean it's not easy but Mm -hmm. in safe indonesia sister against violent extremism we first get trust from them they Mm. feel comfortable with us they share about their worriness then we arrive in the stage where we can share our values and they agree with that. So once we have the knowledge of uh, many fields, for example, how to build good communication with the children, how we as a parents talk with the children as part of parenting skill and how we face if we found that our children is um, radicalized by the groups, for example, then how we as women involve the man, the father in mm. this parenting skill. It's not only us women have the obligation to uh, solve the problem in the children, but both the parents, father, mother can work together. So um, in order to, you know, facing the challenge in the ideology, we need to fulfill them with the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Who is terrorist? Where is it from? Where is mm-hmm. ISIS? Some mm-hmm. of them saying that ISIS in America, ISIS mm-hmm. in um, Africa. Mm-hmm. So we tell them what's the the knowledge, what they need to know. So when they arrive in a situation, a condition mm-hmm. where we before we learn about uh, about uh, a research that we conduct um, to interview some of the perpetrators and how their motive and how they can, um, you know, attract the children to get permission to uh, go to ISIS, for example. So we tell them the truth, what uh, are actually happening in around Indonesia, for example. So they aware and they have guts. They need to have, self-esteem first to say to have a voice because the the woman here in indonesia i don't know i don't understand about the structure that's why i really want to break the structure that women and <laughs> men in the family have a collaboration women have right. a voice in the in the family that um the children are their children both children not not only father children or mother children but mother also need to have a voice on that so once they arrive in that situation mothers should say no no i don't want my child go away to have uh, study or work in a gas company in in syria or somewhere else Mm. there so yeah that's what we did and um what I learned from the mothers, I feel that uh, there are so many mothers outside that that the uh, loved one, the son, the the daughter have left and no no longer have news back, and they don't know if they're still alive or not. So 
I learned that the mother need to have knowledge, updated knowledge that they can know, they can know first, understand and aware that they arrive in this situation mm-hmm. and they know what's the first step that they need to take as an agent of peace in the family. Wow. Well, there's, there's our next topic, wow. Dina, yeah. how, yeah. how women and how mothers deal with their husbands oh. and, <laughs> yeah. and, and brothers and fathers. Uh, yeah. I wish we had more time, Dina, but we're running out of time. Yeah. It's yeah. So I thought we just began. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just re- remember that Amina, I I was emailing you when I was um just graduate from my school oh because my, my my mentor you remember the late Lily Z- Lily Zakia oh yes Lily yeah yes. she's I the one her. she's really the one her. who made me like this and her leadership is always flowering in my heart oh so, you're so lucky <laughs> yeah Ibu Lily um really good women leader example here in yeah. Indonesia and she also uh, introduced me to Musta Mulia and yeah. other other um, all these women and men leaders that are really taking care of me as a mentor here <laughs> so yeah thank god that I met her <laughs> see Dina what I tell you about Indonesian women oh yeah <laughs> we have a lot to learn from each other I gather that Angie will have to go soon, Amina. It's too Yes, much. for another for another meeting saving yeah. saving uh, Indonesia and the world. Bigger community now. Bigger it's community. Only, it's not I'm not counting ten or a hundred, it's about thousand to hundred thousands community that we are empowering oh, now. Wow. <laughs> I got Angie, I will see you on WhatsApp, you know, to sure. discuss whatever we have to discuss. But it's been great to have you. Look, take acupuncture. I'm a great believer in traditional Chinese medicine. That will help with a lung. And yeah. with breathing, breathing exercises. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'll, I'll do that. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank and you for we the hope opportunity. You stay well. Yeah. We need, right. we need you. We need you to inspire and to work with our mothers and sisters. And um, be with us on the road to peace. So thank you so much, Angie, and thank more power to you. Thank you for the opportunity. You. Thank you for, for uh, right. getting me to share here. I hope this is yeah. u- useful for everyone here. So, uh, Dina, that was another exciting um, yes, guest that, that we have right. had on the show. It's, it's, yeah. really, it's really remarkable what um, women, especially young women like, uh, like Angie, can accomplish once they you know set their their minds to it can you just can you just imagine taking up archery yeah and then being part of the fine. the wider security <laughs> network i can see i can see i can see angie with her bow and arrow in a in a ninja costume right. but 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 kidding but kidding aside the work that she has done with you know with the sisters against violent extremism with the society against radicalization and violent extremism so so remarkable the focus on on mothers educating mothers reaching out to mothers so that they can work with their families and uh, you know work with their husbands but but she's 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 right dina we need to have a session about what do we do with husbands and brothers and fathers I just had this idea. Okay, I have not yeah. followed up with Mahi yet because she's busy cooking for the frontliners and she says she can't yes. talk on that concept. But I will follow up. But, you know, we've been talking so much about leadership and I think all our talks are about leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Let's not rush into this because this is going to take a lot. In mm. Let's do a leadership institute for women peace builders. I mean, you know, that's fascinating. You have so much, you know. You were with the World Bank, IMF. I mean, I can tell you there's a lot of activists who are good at running around. Mahi's a dear friend, but when it comes to finances, it's like, Ayo, what are you doing? And we're, we're good at spending. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, um, policy writing. Uh, we just did finish one with resolve training, right? Mm-hmm. And they would love to come on board to give training. We've got Sisters in Islam. We've got Refta, a few others. Right. 
And they went, oh my God, what have we all done all these years? Right. And right. you know, the thing is this, many, including I think Ibu Ruby said two of her staff, mm-hmm. they all panicked because they said, we haven't had this kind of training. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, let's think, I mean, let's leave a little legacy. Lah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with you. That's, anyway. that's, a, that's a great idea, Dina. And you know? um, I think our our guest, um, Angie, would be yeah. able to provide very valuable training as well with the background, with the background that she has. But yeah, definitely. Let's um, let's you know, keep that in our thinking caps and yeah. and when work, work on that idea. OK, I so owe we, you an email uh, about the investments, but I'll do that separately from this. Yeah, absolutely. So. So thank you, dear listeners, for being with us on this podcast. This is Amina Rasul of She Talks Peace saying goodbye and see you again soon from the Philippines. Dina? And this is me, Dina, from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, saying goodbye for now. We'll see you one week. And I believe the next guest is a very exciting guest. So see you all and enjoy the week. Bye. Bye. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>